So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is round one, Sketch Comedy Showdown. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson versus Mr. Show with Bob and David. My name is Jimmy, and I weirdly love golf video games. My name is Dan, and my worst ratings from best to worst are bra knock liver my name is jeff and i blame my farts on my daughter oh yeah. we're there now that's a good alibi well yeah. dude, nobody before you have a baby everybody's like here's some advice on how to feed them how to burp them how they <laughs> live their lives nobody nobody tells you when you are not prepared for how deep and bassy and loud baby farts are it is unbelievable literally there was one the other night that was so loud i thought somebody broke into our garage and was banging on the ceiling and my wife thought it was just my fart and i was like that first of all that was her but when i do fart really loudly i go jeffrina because she can't say anything. She can't. What's she going to do? My parents adopted a dog uh, this past October named Skippy. And Skippy farts silent but deadly all the time. <laughs> yeah, because dogs don't have butt cheeks. They stink so bad right. and they make no noise. But you could tell it was him because he will stare at you with his ears back like I just did a thing. <laughs> oh, dude, she she gets really still. <laughs> And then all of a sudden she goes, probably thinks she's about to poop. Well, no, when she poops, she gets really still and then just goes. <laughs> <laughs> I was petting my cat pumpkin today. And then like, <laughs> I, I just like I must have like pushed on his belly too hard because they made this weird sound. I was like, did you just burp? And then he's, he just looked at me because he's a cat. Yeah, but. dude. Babies are like they're just gross. They're disgusting. Oh, yeah. But like super cute. Yeah. Like today I pulled a booger out of her nose and like I didn't even care. Like I had this gross, this huge baby booger on my finger and I was like, oh, now you can breathe better. And then I was like, (laughs) I "I have a huge booger on my hair. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Because you just like, you got to do it. I'll change your diaper and she'll just like look me directly in the eyes and piss. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're weird, dude. Why are you doing (laughs) that? Just wait. Because they don't know yet. Dan, what was, what was your order again? Um, From best to worst? Yes, from best to worst. My worst rankings from best to worst are uh, knock, brat, liver. Cool. Okay, yeah. I agree with that. Although knock and brat can change depending on my mood. It depends because I think that brats are more versatile. With knocks, you could be. With knocks, you have the same flavor, but they're like different sizes or thickness, maybe. Yeah. But brats, you can do. (laughs) I I like a girthy worst. Um, Liver worst, I have with. Oh, I like it too. It's yeah, just yeah. my least favorite out of the three. Are there any other worst? That's what that I was trying thinking to think of? of when I was writing this. List. I'm sure there yeah. are. Jimmy. Yes. What are your worst rankings from best to worst? I don't have any. <laughs> it's it's not my thing, man. I mean, knockworsts are just hot dogs that are thick with three C's. Yeah. They're delicious. Fellas. 
Yeah. We got some more international reviews that we had not known about oh until my very God. recently. Good point, Jim. We were like the yes. Austin Powers of podcasts. We're international podcasts of yes. missed reviews. <laughs> so this one is from uh, April 10th, 2020 in Australia. Woo! Oh, man. The name of the review is please review auntie donna <laughs> never thought i'd be so entertained by three dudes with opinions five stars love Woo! it we love to hear it this podcast is so damn good weirdly it's been helping me get through a very sad breakup as listening to uh. three dudes just chatting about stuff is a welcome distraction even more welcome when they think their opinions are dumb when i think their opinions are dumb big love from australia Thank you. Yeah. So we help him get through breakups and talk me into caused several breakups. You love to hear it. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. I don't think talk me into caused it. Well, maybe Just like the curse. Yeah. The curse did. Yeah. That's okay. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. You're in Australia. You don't have to worry about that. Thanks, Obama. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the in. dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in there. No. Hello there, listeners of the podcast. Right now, we're going to go into another segment called Talking Ourselves Into. Uh, if you don't want to hear this, uh, use <laughs> our show notes. There's timestamps. You can skip right to the topic that you want to hear. But if you're you're already here, just let's have some fun together, you know? Yeah. What are you doing? You're driving to work? You're not going to... You Don't look at timestamps while you're driving. <laughs> what are you, sitting at your desk for nine hours? You, you got nine hours to kill. Yeah. Just, just yeah. you know... Listen, we're having fun. We're friends. We're all friends here. You're our friends. We're family. We can let's just do this together, everybody. I mean, I would like to say that I don't think people give enough love to the show notes. I put a lot of effort into putting little cute jokes or references to song lyrics yeah, in true. those uh, show notes. And I never read them when you send them to <laughs> Nobody us. Nobody does. So when, when they go live, I read it. I'm like, ah, there. See, so it's like I'm listening. I'm reading a new a new thing when it happens. But yeah, this is the part of the show where over the last week or so, we've been talking ourselves into something small. It's not something big. It's not one of the topics we're talking about today. And over the last, I've saved this one for four months. Oh, to talk about, I talked myself into gel pens. Okay. <laughs> we heard a little bit about this a few weeks a little, ago. So we did, if you, yeah. if you watch our, how to draw Sonic video, I was using a gel pen. I actually have it right here. I'm going to show you guys. Cool. I don't know if you've ever seen pens before, but this is a gel pen yes. right here. And I wrote my clash notes. See, see how crisp and smooth it's they are. Very nice. Yeah. Very smooth. So I got a four pack of these uh, Sharpie brand S gels and I got the 0.7 millimeter. Okay. It's wow. not too thin. It's not too thick. Mm. I've been using this one pen every single day at work for all my talk me into notes since February 21st when Amazon delivered it to me and it still <laughs> has ink. Wow. It, look, look, I'm going to unscrew it right now and show you how much ink is left. Look, I'm unscrewing it. Look, not Look much, that ink. not much, but it's lasting. I still got, <laughs> I still got a little bit longer to go. Cool. Gel pens. It, it's, 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 so, it's so smooth. It looks good. If I said this one, Jeff would be screaming at me. Like, <laughs> you just be. picked the dumbest shit to say. No, because I've been planning it for four months. I specifically planning, used, that doesn't make it better. I specifically <laughs> used one pen. I was talking about. Date. I was planning on talking about house shoes for eight months. But you've talked also about. talked about footwear seven <laughs> times. How often do I talk about pens, Daniel? Too much. It's true. Gel pens, everybody. <laughs> Get rid of your stupid ballpoint. Your big pens suck. These these four pack. That's like a dollar a pen. It lasts you four months. Sixteen months, four dollars. So Jeff's saying the gel isn't just for hair anymore. 
you could use it for your hair. If you have fine hair, you don't need dye. You just put in some. <laughs> just color it. You just color it, baby. They come in different colors. I'm sticking with black. Just classic. Is that how you fill your mustache in? Yeah, my bald spots. <laughs> Dan, what are you talking yourself into today? Some kind of sock? No, I think I actually have a good one that you're going to appreciate. Uh, it better be uh, good. So this really falls in line with the idea that this segment is for something we're into, but maybe not enough for a full episode. Because I'm talking myself into Bo Burnham's Inside. Okay. Uh, which is the Netflix special. Jeff, have you seen this? Yeah, saw it. It's great. It is great. I'm not really a Bo Burnham fan. I'm not familiar with his outside of like appearances in movies or his work on eighth grade, which I liked. Um, and I liked him in Promising Young Woman, but I never sought out his individual comedy before. Oh, um, he goofed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I always thought he was just sort of like a YouTube man and it wasn't really for me. It was more of a Jimmy type of guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been hearing a lot of good things about this special. A lot of people saying that it transcended the typical, you know, comedy special. Mm -hmm. If you're not familiar with it, this is a special he recorded by himself in his home during quarantine. And uh, it deals with a lot of issues that people are going through during quarantine about mental health and being cut off from people and dealing with your own ambitions and your work ethic and things like that. And uh, yeah, this uh, this hits really hard, guys. This uh, to me, this transcends like comedy this is like high art oh yeah definitely this may be like the art of the quarantine year for me i'm trying to think of what other art really captures the feeling of being locked do in you your house mean for snl at home didn't do it for you no it didn't really <laughs> uh this is funny but it's also like really moving and emotional yeah. um i don't know i think it just captures what we're going through what we went through better than anything else i've heard or seen i mean yeah i i totally agree with everything you're saying dan i'm a huge bo burnham fan i know uh, it. yeah he's great um if you know anything about bo burnham you should know that he uh deals with anxiety a lot um he actually stopped doing live tours because he was having panic attacks on stage. Yeah, I think he referenced that in the special, yeah. and I didn't realize that. I yeah. mean, his last special came out in, like, 2013 or something? No, no, it was later than that. <laughs> no. Uh, I think sorry, it was, like, Jim. 2016 or something like that. He did one on Netflix not that long ago, maybe, like, 2000. It was, like, two I years ago. I also love how grade, viral white woman Instagram went. Yes. All of the white women posting their yeah. pictures next to his. Yeah. Yeah, um, that one was one of those things where it was, like, not super mean and also just got everything right so people were like yeah it may yeah a lot of his comedy bits are about that kind of stuff um like repeat stuff was is a song that he did in one of his specials where it's literally just like a parody of like every pop song ever but it, it like went there and it was very good um but yeah, I mean, this special, I think, was fantastic. It was one. It, I think it's his best one that he's ever done. I think some standouts like I, I'm also like starting to listen to, to just the album. Yeah. And like that is how the world works with the hand puppet. Great the sock song, puppet yeah. is yeah. is pretty awesome. Very clever. Welcome to the Internet is fantastic. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy. That one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. Really good. Uh, I encourage whether you're a Bo Burnham fan or not. Uh, I encourage everyone to check that out. Really transcends. Jeff. What are you talking yourself into? Well, for the last four months, I've been talking myself oh, gel into pens. gel pens. Yeah, it's forgettable. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? Uh, this is a weird one. We always say this. Uh, I was talking myself into rewatching Undeclared, 
it was random mm, okay. i had a dvd box set for a couple of years now and i was like yeah let's watch this the spiritual sequel to freaks and geeks yes it was and uh it was a lot better than i remembered um i liked it when i first watched it i watched it with you dan yeah. Uh, years ago, I think we watched after we watched Freaks it's one and season, isn't it? Only one season. So watching yeah. Sons of Anarchy, I was like, ah, he's from Undeclared. But yeah. now going back and watching Undeclared, you're like, ah, Jax Teller. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. And then it makes you realize why Jax Teller has such a strange Southern California accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great song. Uh, a great song. <laughs> it, it's a great uh, little TV series. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. No, other I mean, than, if like, you're not familiar, it. it's Judd Apatow. Right. Everybody there, what like Jay Baruchel went on to do stuff. He directs. Yeah. Seth Rogen became Seth Rogen. Basically, you know, everyone from Freaks and Geeks. But makes Lizzie an just makes cameos in Judd Apatow movies now. Yeah, yeah, she's barely in that show, or she's barely like doing anything else. This is like the one thing that she was in. But uh, yeah, it was a great little series again, and I'm happy I rewatched it. And, Which uh, one is Lizzie? I can't remember. She's this. like the main the girl, girl one. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's the. I, I meant like what her actress name is. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Yes. The end. Hey, it's Talk Me Into. You know that podcast that you're listening to. Today, we are starting <laughs> What's a podcast? off a podcast. We talk uh, about pots. Yeah. Uh, today <laughs> is the very first round of our sketch comedy showdown. Uh, if you don't know what a showdown is, basically the fellas... Are coming up with one topic and i have to decide one which one each. i like better. we didn't come up with one topic together right that would be stupid <laughs> yes one, one topic each and uh i have to decide which topic that i liked better it's this whole draft thing uh if you want to see the the draft you have to go on, onto our patreon and yep. uh see our video on how we drafted each of these it's very funny yeah. patreon.com slash talk me into if you want to see how the showdown series works this is going to be a little bit different, but I encourage you to go back and listen to our first showdown episode, which was Harley Quinn versus Three South. Was, I mean, it's the same. It's the same format. Yeah, except right. this. We realized that Jimmy does not have a ton of exposure to sketch comedy groups. Mm-hmm. And we were like, you haven't seen this? What? What? We're going to do episodes on this? What? What? So we decided to do a whole showdown series this entire month. We're doing a playoff style with brackets and everything. And uh, yeah, I got the uh, the coin flip. I got the first round pick. Uh, I chose something a little con- controversial. Uh, <laughs> you can just say controversial, Dan. It's not that hard. It's hard for me. Do you think that the word controversial is contra- however you say it? Controversial? Yeah. No. Uh, Controversy. <laughs> I picked something that was in the cultural zeitgeist and nah. also very, very good. Uh, I picked I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Uh, Jimmy... This is a sketch comedy series on Netflix that debuted uh, in 2019. It was created by Tim Robinson and Zach Kanan, who I'm not familiar with. Um, Tim Robinson is a guy you've probably seen and mm-hmm. may not have known his name. That's how I was until this show. You don't remember from SNL? I remember him from SNL by appearance, but I didn't uh, know his name. Like I wasn't equated. Uh, yeah, he was a cast member for one season. He was a writer before and yeah, after that. Yeah, pretty, pretty popular writer for SNL. And he's worked on a lot of things, um, of which I can name none. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you would know him. Yeah. Um, Aren't like the Lonely Island like producers on the show? They might be. I mean, they were on SNL at the same time. I've seen them promoting it. They are. Though. Yeah, they are executive producers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a 
sort of typical sketch comedy series. There's not a high format to it. Mm-hmm. It's just a collection of small humorous sketches. Jeff, do, do things reoccur in this? I haven't seen there it since are, it came out. I don't, re, I don't think there's like season arcs, but within episodes, there's some like little reoccurring gags and yeah. stuff. Uh, it's pretty absurd. In the draft, Jeff said that it's more absurd than Auntie Donna. I don't, Absolutely. I don't think it, it is. It really is. Let us know. Tweet at us. I'll be the judge us. of that. Yeah, Jimmy, know. you be the judge. Let me know if this is more or less absurd than Auntie Donna. Because if you if you haven't heard our Auntie Donna episode, Dan wasn't talked into because it's too crazy. Full attack but mode. then, then in <laughs> the our Sopranos down, episode, Dan was like, I'm talking myself into the Eric Andre show, which is batshit <laughs> crazy. It's literally just like screaming into a camera for 20 yeah. minutes, which is fine. I don't have anything against it. But to call Auntie Donna crazy and then you like Eric Andre, you like I think you should leave. It doesn't add up to me, and I will forever stand on that hill. It comes down to personal preference, I guess. Well, Maybe I'm not defining it well. When I met you ten okay. years ago, you told me everything was a drum. Everything is a drum. Uh I left my wife. Guys, Jimmy, we're gonna have you watch two episodes of I Think You Should Leave with Tim okay. Robinson. Which is thirty three point three percent of the show. I don't want our discussion to turn into why is this Auntie Donna and why is it not Auntie Donna. No, it's not. That's all I I'm like, saying about okay. it. Until I would like the to end. speak about this show because yes. it warrants discussion. It's extremely well done it's a very popular show a it's lot of, very popular a lot of comedy people that i enjoy yes, enjoy are. that show yes, um and uh it's in the cultural zeitgeist because they are coming back with a second season or they already have come back with a second season at the time of your listening uh it's premiered on july 6 2021 so jim uh i'm gonna give you two episodes they're gonna be in the show notes and uh yeah give it a chance and let's see how you think it stacks up against Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh. Jimmy, what do you know about the show before I get into it? Uh, I know that it is uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Yes. And that I know that it was from like the early 2000s. Mid 90s. Mid 90s. I don't remember what was it on HBO. It was on HBO. Yeah. Right. So they could push more boundaries than at the time when I was 10 when this came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is edgy. Um, you know, <laughs> that's like, exactly how he sounded, too. <laughs> yeah. Mom. <laughs> um, yeah. So my grandparents had HBO. So when I went over, I would just like stay up all night on the couch and watch all the dirty Skinamax right. <laughs> movies and all these kind of shows like HBO was big in comedy. They were like yep. how Netflix is now, yep. you know. Um, and, and a lot of stand-up specials. Yeah, so like you said, Bob Odenkirk, at the time he was a writer on SNL during the 80s. Conan like when, O'Brien. When, uh, yeah, with Conan O'Brien, Larry David, when the whole cast, like Kevin Neal and Dana Carvey, right. when they came in. Um, David Cross, at the time, I don't know what he was doing <laughs> back then. He th- later became, you know, a, a very well-known Tobias. Comedian. Yeah, Tobias Funke. I mean, he was a pretty prominent member of the early alt-comedy scene. Yep. Yeah. Janine Garofalo right. and Mark Maron. And, and also like writers and kind of featured players on the show. So Bob and David are the main cast, but you have Scott Aukerman, Paul of Tompkins, Brian Posehn. You have these people who became heavy, heavy hitters. hitters. Right. <gasps> oh, wow. Sandwiches um, in comedy. And like Dan said with, I think you should leave where it's kind of just like, here's jokes. Right. These have jokes that are built together like there's episode arcs there's series arcs and when the payoff comes it is very funny there's such well-constructed like stories and jokes within jokes that just build and build and build and the payoff is always there 
Like I, even when, when I was a kid, there's like some absurd stuff, some funny stuff. And you're like, ha ha, that's funny. Then upon a rewatch, maybe in like the mid two thousands, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, this is clever. And I've rewatched it maybe like one more time in the last five years or so, especially when um, Netflix did a revival just called with Bob and David. Right. And that was, it was the same structure. It was really well done, but I was like, man, this show is very good. Um, very funny. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting combination because, like, you're going to see through a lot of this showdown series this month. I think I can speak for Jeff when I say we both like both of these. Yeah, we love them all. Um, But this is a showdown, right? and I want my (laughs) show to move on. So, Jimmy, I think you're going to like I Think You Should Leave better than Mr. Show because I I think you should leave with Tim Robinson appeals to the younger YouTube generation like you. Okay. I think it's just a collection... Bam, bam, fast hitters, quick hitting, fun, fun jokes. Whereas Mr. Show may be more intellectually profound, but I think it takes more investment to get the payoff. Mm. I don't think so. I don't dance now. (laughs) I make money moves. (laughs) Dan is right, but it doesn't. What I'm saying is you don't have to watch five episodes to get the payoff. There's it's just nonstop funny throughout. But then when the things that have built up payoff it's like double funny you're getting a little bonus and jeff you're giving him two episodes as well yeah and it'll probably be the first two i'll let you know after we record because this is kind of a show you have to watch in order in order um you can watch skits that stand out here and there and they're going to be funny but i want you to get that feel and they 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 have that kind of setup like dave Chappelle did where they'll come out to an audience do some jokes and even those monologues intertwine Mm. with the sketches and some of the sketches are are those monologues like i i want to say maybe like janine garofalo or sarah silverman come out at some points like that whole crew of new york comedians at the time come out yeah this is going to be a very interesting one because one i was going to watch both of these at some point in my life anyways now we we, you have to now i have (laughs) so i'm glad that i have to do that but uh i'm very excited for both of them i'm actually a little bit more excited about mr show because it's a bunch of people that i do really love and i love to see like where like all their like collaboration Here, stuff. Here's right. another push for you because we're doing brackets. Right. So if Mr. Show wins, it can easily go up. Our next round is Upright Citizens Brigade and Human Giant. Mm-hmm. I I predict UCB will win, even though it's not my topic. We're not going to get into that. But Mr. Show versus UCB would be a crazy round. East Coast cool. versus West Coast, basically. The, the same yeah. style of comedy, yeah. the same time period. That's true, yeah. Um, Yeah, that would be a very interesting episode. That yeah. one would be tough. That Or one's... if I think you should leave, moves forward, it becomes a question of the young upstart versus uh, the uh, that's true. founding historians. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Founding historians is not at all no. what they are. No, uh, they're not. I don't know why. You, <laughs> I, don't, just I would say Monty without, Python. If yeah, anything, or even we didn't get that. there. No. Uh, but yeah. So, so Jimmy, when we come back, you're gonna have seen four episodes of sketch comedy programming, and you're gonna decide who moves on. Round one, fellas. We're talking about it. Yeah, we're, t- we're, we're doing it. Yeah. We're here, everybody. So we watched two sketch comedy shows, and I get to decide which one moves on to the semifinals. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So first one, we should probably just go in order. Yeah. First one is, I think you should leave. And Tim I, Robinson. This whole showdown, 
I don't think we need to dissect every single no. scene. We're not we're not uh, doing some kind of like, you know, deep dive, d- deep dive uh, dissection of comedy and how it works and what makes it I funny. agree. So first I asked you to watch. Has this ever happened to you? Which is season one, episode one of I think right. you should leave now. <laughs> Uh, you got me saying now, now, Jeff. Now, now. I think now, you should now. leave with Tim I think Robinson. You should leave now. The first sketch might be my favorite sketch in the whole series. Oh, really? It's wow, the, that's pretty good. It's good, but your oh. favorite in the whole series? Well, I think part of the reason is because I went into the show not knowing anything about it. So for it to open up with this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but like, even like I've seen this one. I seen the first season when it came out and I still often think about the gift receipt sketch. Yeah, it's very good. That's that coming good up. One, yeah. So this is what I'm referring to is uh, Tim Robinson's in the middle of a job interview that seems to have gone well. Right. And they say their niceties. They're at like a coffee shop or a restaurant or something. And he gets up and he tries to pull the door to leave. And the guy, the guy who interviewed him is yeah. like, I think uh, it's a push. Yeah. And he's like, uh, no, it, he's trying to save face. He's like, it goes both ways. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was here yesterday and it goes both ways. <laughs> and then uh, what ensues is like a full minute of him struggling to pull the door open and like breaking the hinges and stuff. Yes. And it's very weird and creepy and funny. Yeah, he's and like maintaining eye contact this, with the yes. This skit really sets the tone for the entire series. And what yeah. I like about it is that it's a very simple setup that you've seen in memes that your aunt posts on Facebook. It's <laughs> a joke that's been told longer than I've been alive. Um, but they do a thing that I really like where they stretch things out for an absurd amount of time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that to me is very funny. Yeah, I definitely appreciated that. And just the fact like the hinges broke off the door and yeah yeah just that maintained very eye short contact. one minute yep it was very good and I then appreciate it and then we get to um a fake advertisement for like a law agency yes. which is where the, the episode takes its title from has this ever happened to you yeah and uh this is like where i was like this is probably gonna get jimmy to like this because i have to say oh, this this sketch reminds me of auntie donna it's <laughs> yeah the, the plumbers break into the house and uh, <laughs> go into his bathroom and like replace his toilet. Yeah, and they leave giant mud pies. Yes, there's there's multiple occasions where they talk about mud pies in this, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> it's kind of like Morning Brown with Auntie Donna. Um, but yeah, it it was super funny and like the only thing that I thought it was a a funny sketch. But the one thing that actually did make me laugh was he described it as a fart toilet. Yeah. Because it's a very tiny hole and all he could do is fart into it. I liked how like they were they were doing the playback of the video of the event, but he was narrating it. And there was moments where he was like speaking as the other characters. And when the two plumbers come out and they start running around the house, jumping on the furniture, he's like, it's turbo time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember that, but that sounds good. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. What's this going to be a lot of us saying that that was it funny. Was, yeah, was that was funny. Baby of the year, which is a funny concept. It's just like a baby pageant. But I think that the gold in this lies in like just the people in the audience. Yep. Yelling yeah, shit out. that's right. I hope you die. <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly <laughs> love yelling <laughs> you to a baby is very funny. Sorry, Jim. It's I okay. don't like in particular love this sketch, but the Internet loves it. So I was wondering really? how you fall yeah. on it, Jim. I thought it was fine. It wasn't really 
it wasn't as strong as everything else. And the episode. host. I, I think the funniest part when he's like, now it's time for In Memoriam. Oh, yeah. come on. They get That old. was really funny. I, I will agree. They were like. <laughs> Throat slash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were like, they don't usually say how the person died in the obituary. Steamrolled by a drunk dump truck driver. <laughs> Those were probably the funniest part about the sketch. Yeah. And shout out to. Uh, there's a lot of celebrity yeah. uh, like special guests in this show. And uh, this is Sam Richardson, who like mm-hmm. is from Veep. He's been in a bunch of stuff. that Right. He, he's like i think he's a ucb alum actually he's he's a big sketch comedy guy yeah um speaking of celebrity guests the next episode the next sketch oh yes i don't know if there's a technical name for it i refer to it as selfies i call it brunch instagram yeah it's got vanessa buyer yeah and it's like definitely relatable to that thing it's like women taking beautiful pictures of themselves but making self-deprecating jokes yeah like out to lunch with these dummies yeah and then it just goes too extreme vanessa buyer doesn't understand the proper way to do that right yeah she's a great actress and she's a great comedian uh that was very funny she's like i hope our rotting wet corpses get buried (laughs) with all the other pig shit yeah it was just a classic little improv skit where they just go keep on going crazier and crazier and it was pretty good and then this first episode wraps up with the sketch Jeff was referring to, which is the gift receipts. Right. And uh, so this one, basically, uh, Stephen Young yep. uh, is having a, a birthday party, I believe. Yep. And uh, everyone's giving him gifts or whatever. And he's basically saying all these nice ideas about like, oh, I love this gift. And then Tim Robinson gives him uh, the present or whatever. It's like a weird fucking reef. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. Um, God. And a uh, normal reef, actually. Yeah. And he was like first of all there's a throwaway line that's so good yeah he's like i got he's like oh it's a wreath and he's like yeah the guy at the store said he has the same one it works great (laughs) yeah that was good too um but he he just kind of acted awkward about getting that one and then um also in the first one too they're like oh there's a gift sheet if you don't like it or whatever you can return it he's like oh don't worry about it i love it and then like when Tim Robinson gives him the thing, he's like sort of like, all right, thank you about the gift receipt. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that like spirals down where you like, like it. Right. Right. Exactly. You don't need it. And he's like, if you really don't need it, you won't care if I eat it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he eats the gift receipt and then gets violently ill. So there's like a funny thing in here where it feels like when the first time you're watching this, it feels like the idea to eat the gift receipt is the hard turn to right. absurdity. <laughs> then but then there's another, another hard one. turn, yeah. which is where he's like. Sorry, guys, I have to let you know that our host didn't do a good job wiping. <laughs> yeah. like, and there's no proof. It's just yeah. he got sick yeah. and he ate a gift receipt. Right. And and then the mob turns on uh, Stephen yeah. Young. Glenn. The woman right. is like, there's another woman. She's like, I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. So if I don't get sick. <laughs> she eats it. She doesn't get sick. So, yeah, that means that he doesn't. Like, obviously, well. you took a big mud pie. Yeah. You okay. didn't wipe properly. There's there another throwaway line pie. that. um. Are they throwaways at this point, Dan, or are they just the lines? I mean, they're not. If there's seven throwaways, that's just the skit. <laughs> they're not in- integral to, like, the sketch, but the woman who decides to, like, eat it is trying to show how thorough she's being. She's like, I am not sanitizing my hands. Yeah. She's like, I haven't used the bathroom today. I did uh, take a shower last night after I took a piss and shit. <laughs> it's just so fun. I don't know why that gets me, but that was really she's so matter too. of fact. And then, like, the last... They all decide they're going to go back to Tim Robinson's house, even though he's sick. And he goes and waits in the car and the woman like gets in the car and the camera cuts to him and he's just dead with his eyes wide open. <laughs> and then it ends. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. That was very good. Um, then we get to the next episode, which starts with a very funny sketch uh, with 
it, basically it's like a department store. It's like a suit store. Or yeah, something menswear. Like that. And then all of a sudden there's a big crash and there's a hot dog car in the middle of the store. And then everyone's like, where's the driver? What happened? And then, of course, Tim Robinson shows up in a big hot dog costume. He's like, I don't know where the driver is. It could be any one of us. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. By the way, this is season one, episode five. I'm wearing one of their belts right now. This this is this just shows what the show is. It's just very simple, easy jokes that they just stretch out and become more absurd over time. So this was supposed to be an SNL sketch when he was writing. Oh, interesting. He was told that it didn't have enough laughs in it. (laughs) But there's so many like good moments in this where he's like, I think they're like, we need to call the cops. And he's like, no, I think we should find out who did it and just like pull their pants down and spank spank their butts right now. (laughs) And then the cops do show up and he's like, they're like, what's going on here? And they're like, well, we're trying to find the driver so we could spank him. Yeah, it was it was really good. I'll just gather as many suits as I can carry. Get in this random hot dog car. (laughs) Drive back to hot dog town. (laughs) Yeah. And then the cops shaved after him. And it was very funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe the next sketch is the choking sketch. Yeah. This is my favorite sketch of the entire show. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's so good. Like, I just wasn't expecting it. So uh, they're like at a dinner party and there's like a celebrity there. Which, and, do you um, guys know him? I no think idea. he's a real person. But I have nope. no idea who he is. Caleb, sure fake. Caleb Went. You don't yeah, have to look it up. I'm not looking it up. I, I wrote it down. You're thinking about it, Pete Went, a fallout boy fan? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so that happened. Well, basically, like they're at a they're at a dinner party. He's there and he's like trying to impress him, but he starts choking immediately so, on like his first bite of bread. <laughs> right. And then his friend's like, dude, are you choking? He's like, no, I, I don't want to like embarrass myself in front of him. So then he starts eating as he's choking. And it was his so like, good. You can't eat. You're choking. You can't breathe. He's like, I'm fine. <laughs> as soon as he took that first bite, I died. It was so good. And then he starts to try to make excuses. He tries making excuses <laughs> as to why he's not eating or drinking. But right. He grabs his water and acts like it smells bad. And his friend's like, the water doesn't stink you just can't drink it because you're choking he's like dude dude yeah his his choking voice is really good and then his friend calls 911 and he's like what's happening out there and then he goes outside and he's getting the Halloween maneuver and like the celebrity is looking directly to his eyes they make this weird like yeah. eye contact <laughs> oh boy we broke jimmy <laughs> so good Oh boy, even just talking well, about baby, it. Because really Jimmy good. squeals are coming out. <laughs> That's good uh that you love this sketch. I love it too because the next sketch is like one of my least it's favorite. Not good at all. I don't even remember what it Christmas was. Christmas came early. The copy machine. Oh, yeah. yeah, they got the printer copy machine and yeah. she's making Christmas jokes. It was not good at all. I yeah. like the show and it's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that great. It, it had a kind of funny payoff, but <laughs> nah. everything else was not great. The yeah. setup was too long. Yeah, for sure. Then there's another another great one. Yeah, the bones good. are their money, so are the worms. Jimmy doesn't remember this one. It's the mm. gospel song. That yeah. They, oh it's yes, a, a parody of Walk the Line. <laughs> right. It was the Johnny Cash one. Yeah. Um. Yes, that was very good too. I love these scenes in movies where someone just like ad libs a song and the whole band just gets it because yeah. that's not how being in a band works. And this is like a sketch where and like, no, we're going to go with Bill's song. Yeah. Bill who? Your name's Bill, too? <laughs> no, like, no. 
yeah. yeah that was good and he's just like you were just talking about skeletons the that entire time the that the skeletons came to life you brought yeah. up that their bones are money twice <laughs> yeah because i forgot if i said it that was good too oh boy this entire episode is just that um and i believe the are we on the last sketch now yeah. which yeah. is the uh babysitter excuse right and uh this couple comes into um a party and it's like oh it's we're we're late, so we need to come up and ex- with an excuse. And be like, "Oh, the babysitter was late," and then Tim Robinson keeps on coming up with yeah, like, like more it's and more the like worse. just doubling down. Yeah, he's right. like, "Yeah, it was a hit and run." What should we call the police? The cop said it was fine. The person didn't matter. It's like they don't even exist. They are don't they homeless? Count. Don't worry about it. The police came. Yeah, and they said it's totally fine. <laughs> people don't matter yeah and then he's just like i'm gonna embarrass you during this thing i don't know why he would want to do that so he keeps on trying to embarrass the dude about the hit and run and then (laughs) (laughs) the way to embarrass him is to shove him into the china cabinet what an idiot yeah and that's how the uh, episode ended and um it was something else man all right it was an experience Jeff, it's on to the competitor. It is, yes. Which show is the competitor? Mr. Show with Bob, Bob and, and David. David. So the first. This is the very first episode. Yep. And, you know, there's a series of skits, but they do flow together, not forming a cohesive story. But that's right. Yep. Let's get into it. What do you think about the cold open with Ronnie Dobbs? By the way, <clears throat> do either of you know about Ronnie Dobbs? I, the name sounds very familiar. Because after Mr. Show, there was a movie that came out called Run, Ronnie, Run. It was oh, yeah. all about Ronnie Dobbs. Oh, with all the okay. Mr. Show guys in it. That's huh. interesting. I didn't know yeah, that. Very cool. Now you know. Uh, so, yes, it starts off with a cold open about Ronnie Dobbs. And now he has titillitis. And titillitis. And titillitis. Yes. And uh, it's just this weird. Um, yeah, it's, it's not much. Right. It, you need it for later. Yes, we do. Yeah. And um, then it goes into like basically like the stage show. They come yeah. up on stage in front of a live studio audience. And then um, they're basically just like introducing the show. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. They're doing crowd work, but the crowd members who respond are them. Them. Yes, that's right. That was this episode. <laughs> and um, I don't remember that much about that. It was where Bob Odenkirk said that he can name all of the states in 18 seconds, but he only knows five states. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he funny. thinks one of them is Chim Cham. <laughs> and um, David Cross sings as Hitler. Yes, that was also very good. He th- too. He the one man show. He confuses Hitler with Anne Frank. <laughs> right. Um, then we get to in. Then we get into the first sketch. Yeah. Um, so those, those audience members walk out of the they get kicked out of the show. Right. And they're on their own and they're walking away. Yes. So what was the first sketch? I didn't write anything down. <laughs> the guy who you kept, guys wrote down the sketches. I didn't. He, so <laughs> so it was uh, David's character kept uh, eating things as bets, even though no one cared about him doing. Yeah, it, like they went they went to butts. a party and there was like a priest there. And he kept yes. making bets, and then it That's turned right. out to be a ruse. They just wanted to get the priest oh, to be yes. his slave, slave for, for a year. year. Yeah, and that was pretty funny. He got like <laughs> he had to put the banana in his butt and say he was born from Satan's ass. Yes, that was very good. I definitely appreciated that. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing so hard he was crying for. I think he should leave now. Uh, He's like, I definitely appreciate. Did you that. notice uh, SpongeBob SquarePants? 
Oh, Tom Kenny. Yep. I knew that he was in the credits, but I didn't. I didn't notice yeah. him. No, who was he in this? He's one of the guys that hosts it. Oh, He's yeah. in a couple. He plays like a cop in later yeah. episodes too. Um. So then, what I do have to say, like as someone who's not a huge fan of Mr. Show, like I've tried it a couple times. Uh, I appreciate how the sketches like flow from one to the other. Yeah, that like, is something that I d- I really do like about like, the show. So, so they go from like you know you're on like a secret camera and they point to the camera and then it goes to another room of people watching tapes. Right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, just the way that the, the entire show is integrated, it, it sort of like goes in between the different uh, sketches, and uh, it, it's pretty revolutionary. I've never really seen anything like that. Um, and we go to uh, the change for a dollar, which was probably my favorite sketch from this episode. Yes, yeah. that was very good. So Bob Odenkirk shows up and he was like, hey, can I have this change for a dollar? And like of a course, convenience store. Yeah. Open four days a week. Yeah. yeah. And then David Cross is basically, well, it, it's just them. It's literally just those two people, which is very funny, too. And uh, it just keeps on going between the different characters who are just played by Bob and David. Um, so it, it starts off with like, hey, can I have this change for a dollar? And he's he doesn't answer for a while and then he like kind of gets his attention and that was very funny he's like i was on a break yeah he's just standing there staring blankly that was good and then he went to uh he was like and oh you, you go think ask the, the joke is just him like ah it's ah, ooh, four quarters ah just thinking right mm-hmm. and then it escalates yes it does and then he goes to uh his boss who calls the manager like, who calls like the regional manager yeah, yeah. calls the owner he calls the president <laughs> um that was very funny and then it it, just the answer was no which was pretty good and then you find out that bob odenkirk's character was asking for change for ronnie Ronnie dobbs Dobbs. yeah (laughs) and then it all uh comes together which is pretty funny and then uh there's like this whole documentary about ronnie dobbs Yeah, it's a cops parody yes that's right and then he gets famous and it's funny too because it is kind of uh, like this is when before reality tv right (laughs) Dan's right. been sick for two and a half years of doing this show. I'm not sick. I just <laughs> am congested. Always. Um, he has hay fever, remember? Yeah. yeah. But Cops was out, and that was kind of like right. the only real reality show There was out one there. thing that really got a big hearty laugh out of me, which was the introduction of that cop show, where the cops just <laughs> started holding, holding hands. hands. <laughs> it was very good. But it's so subtle. But it is a critique on like um, reality stars getting famous for being absolute shitbags. Right, yeah. People. That um, was really good. And also... You don't see him much in this episode, but Paul F. Tompkins and Brian Posehn are cops. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even notice that. That's this. funny. I noticed Brian Posehn in the next episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it, it was the whole cops thing. But then, like, after he got arrested, he started getting a documentary made about him, which was um, uh, Bob Odenkirk was making the documentary. And he's basically trying to, like play up uh ronnie dobbs as like this this dude or whatever but then he gets clean (laughs) so he's trying to get him like to do like cocaine and stuff again he has eight-year-old fans that write him letters my dad says you were never really drunk (laughs) yeah that was really good he's like this is baking powder yeah and um and then it basically was this the one that ends in like the news parody or is that the second no it's the second one so this one is when they're in the mansion and then yes uh ronnie dobbs david cross breaks character and breaks the fourth wall right yeah that was really good hbo spent more money on fraggle rock we're supposed (laughs) to be in a mansion look at this we're in a restaurant and they show like the menu behind the audience yeah and then he just goes back seamlessly into it (laughs) yeah and like they play it like bob odenkirk is kind of taken aback (laughs) like right what are you supposed to be and he's like british (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that was really good too and then um all of a sudden just like the entire thing breaks and then like some i don't remember i think it was bob odenkirk just grabs into his pants and he has an egg and then he was like it worked and then a, a chick pulled out and it's like incubate this episode is brought to you by incubation pants yeah and that was really good and, and that's how the episode ended yeah they do stuff with sponsors all the time they just pull stuff out yeah so. that was really good um second episode uh we start off pretty similarly uh we go right into the stage show it's almost like they have a format that they stuck to i know isn't that crazy and um this one also opens up with them talking to different versions of themselves yes um and i really liked these versions i thought they were great the bob odenkirk version was just like so weird and out there he was just like he was doing this in mush mouth voice yeah (laughs) and it was really funny um and then like they kicked them out again and uh, this is where uh, they kind of split off. And then David Cross's character goes somewhere else. It's actually a weirdly, like, kind of confusing story because it just goes places. I think you skipped over one part. The which medical is, marijuana. Yeah. And they have to go to the pharmacy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. They yeah. go yeah. to the pharmacy, which this is, like, really funny to me because this type of vibe has been done in so many movies, which is that, like, I'm not a drug guy. I've never bought drugs before. But from what I know, like buying weed from people, there's this. Oh, I was confusing for the first episode. Yes. Yeah. The the stereotype that like when you go to a weed dealer's house, you have to sit there and listen to them ramble on. And sometimes you have to smoke with them and all that stuff. So they go to like a pharmacy to get medical marijuana. (laughs) And the guy's like, it's going to take a little while. Why don't you come in the back? And he's like, (laughs) I just wrote this killer song recorded on my four track. (laughs) That was really good. Brian Bosain was playing N64. Yeah. Oh, damn. Sorry. There's this old woman and she's like, I heard this bullshit song eight times already. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. I forgot about the whole medical marijuana thing. That was, it was very funny. I also got a lot of like, I love the theme song and the logo and like just the random vibe that it kind of gives off. It's so nice. It, it was it was very nineties and I I like that kind of stuff. I thought it was fun. Um, where do we go from there? I There's the electric underwear more. link video, which is just they mention a band called Electric Underwear and then they're at one of their concerts, right? Um, but then it goes into the law school skit, yeah, with yeah, uh, Michael right. McKean. Michael as McKean, professor. is it? Yeah, 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 he's from Better Call Saul. I know, and yeah. little baby Scott Aukerman in the audience. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed him too. Yeah, but I was yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I know that guy. Who is that guy? Uh, for Michael McKean, and I was like, oh, okay, it's what's his name from Better Call Saul. So like the initial setup of this sketch is like michael mckean gets called out of the classroom yes and he's like my my usual teaching assistant isn't here he never showed up so you you need to just pick up for me and it's um what's his name bob it's bob's character yeah Yeah. i forget his last name all of a sudden odenkirk bob odenkirk's character (laughs) trying to fill in as a teacher assistant and he knows nothing about the class and he's literally just like restating everything the hard ass professor said, which is like, look to your left, look to your right. One of you won't be here at the end of the year. And Bob Odenkirk's version is like, look to your right, look further to your right, look behind you. Yeah, that was really funny. Like, now you know what it's like to look to your right. <laughs> yeah, and this sort of, it's basically like a big ruse that he wanted to uh, um, put the uh, teaching assistant like away so he could teach the class and stuff. And like yeah. he shows up and. Oh, that whole weird thing where he's like, look to your right, look to... And he's like, two of you will be murdered by the end of this year. (laughs) One of you will commit suicide. And then a lady jumps out of the window. (laughs) Right, yeah. He's right. It came true. Things he started to say were coming true. Yes. And he mentions apple butter, and there's like one of those fake sponsors, the apple butter... Thing. oh yeah like the right. jar that shatters yeah I, the the absurdity level definitely feels it was cr- like it was cranked up 
I mean, the first episode we watched was the first episode yes. in total. Season one, right. episode one. This is season four, episode one. Yeah, it and was definitely me, way more meta. For no reason. They're like, apple butter still served in an old-fashioned breakable glass jar, and then it smashes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything else other than the news segment at, towards the end. I don't oh, know wow, if there was skipping anything else. a lot. Hitler clones. Cloning Hitler? Was like oh, the greatest. yes. Yeah. Every, ho- every family of a Holocaust survivor is given a <laughs> Hitler clone. Which yes. is sort of and like Dave, their slave. David Cross is an older Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Aged. That was I've good outlived too. my master. Yeah. <laughs> he became a free Hitler. <laughs> and then there's the parody of the Jerry Springer show that exists on a lifeboat with like oh, castaways. That's right too. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That was funny. And then Scams and Flams. Scams and Flams is the reason I put this episode on here. Just because like it was a skit yeah. that I remember. So I just threw the whole episode on there. Yes. What'd you think about this one, Jim? I thought it was probably the funniest thing about the show was, so okay. far. <laughs> I thought it was okay. No, I thought it was probably the funniest sketch in the show. Because it's funny, but <clears> then there's a twist. Right. Which is literally the definition of meta because it's like the guy who is reporting on the scams is being reported on <laughs> as being a scammer. Yeah. yeah. And it just goes this big wild tangent, and then like they go to the news. Uh, I don't know. It, and then it, it, was it just... cuts to the weather, and then it's that weather, whole musical right. outro yes. of the weatherman. And then, which, <laughs> yeah. which are funny is is funny to me because it's Bob Odenkirk in like the red and white stripe thing with the straw hat, like yeah. very like like a cane. Yeah, it's um vaudevillian. Yes, thank you. Yep. And uh, it's very reminiscent of when they were trying to build the High Line in Springfield on uh, oh, yeah. Simpsons. And I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure Odenkirk wrote that sketch. Or maybe Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien did, yeah. But all I could think of through that whole time was that this is exactly like that. Yes, it like, is. I mean, they dance. all know each other from like, right. SNL and shit. Yeah, they all work together on Conan. Conan too. makes a little guest appearance. Yeah, in, in the yep, first episode. He did, yep. That he sure does. Yeah, and then it even like breaks even further too. Like he does like the whole big song and uh, song and dance thing, and then he breaks through that one too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just the the whole level of like meta. I thought was really cool, and I thought it was funny. So should we now at this point sort of give a pitch as to yeah. why we think each of ours sure. should win? Yeah, you can you that can works. you say why you think yours is better. You could shit on mine, and I'll do the same. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to say that uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson is better than Mr. Show. Historically, it's probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it should move on in this series because I think Jimmy liked it more. Um, I think it tickles his funny bone. I think it's very much in the cultural zeitgeist. It's not. Season two came out one day ago as of recording this, but nobody's talking about it except for super comedy nerds. I've been reading about it. Because Twitter. that's your You're world. Super comedy. You have you have tailored your well, social media. I started feed. watching season two and it's very enjoyable. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, and I just think it's uh, a little bit more modern and it's going to tickle Jimmy right where he likes to be tickled in his butt. Do I um, got to censor that? Oh, now I definitely No, no, it. you don't have to censor the I butt tickles. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I read a great, like, brief criticism of this show, which described it as, like, even though it's a collection of random sketches, they all kind of have a very similar theme, which is that you could kind of say, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, is about someone trying very hard not to appear socially awkward and failing. And almost every one of these sketches, whether it's Tim Robinson's character, Vanessa Bayer's character, 
any of them is about someone in a group of people who does not want to seem like a weirdo, but invariably is a weirdo. Right. And I think that's uh, I mean, that's where the name comes from. Yeah. And I think right. that's something that Jimmy can get behind. Not making any judgment <laughs> calls, but OK, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson should win and move on to the semis. In my opinion, Jeff, why do you disagree? I disagree because I think that it will get pummeled by any other show on the sketch comedy board. Oh, um, interesting. But I also think, OK, so let's just talk. Let's talk stats, shall we? We've been having fun laughing. Let's talk the numbers. I think you should leave is six episodes a season, two seasons. It's 12 episodes. They're 17 minutes each. That's 170 minutes. I don't know. It's like two hours worth of content, right? That's all you got. Almost three hours. Then there's nothing. I don't know how well, to do that. Well, there's probably going to be more. Shh, you don't know that. It hasn't been renewed. This is my time. <laughs> please, please give me the floor. Um, Mr. Show, I'm, I'm just shitting. I like the show a lot. It's hard to say why you should pick it. But uh, Mr. Show, four seasons. There's a lot of episodes. This has people that you already know you already like you're a simpsons guy jim we know this they run the same cruise it's around the same time it's the same type of comedy that you like and it's you have the funny jokes you have the absurdity but you also have cohesion i think you should leave is a series of one to two decent length sketches a show and then just like some funny jokes here like thrown in between Mm. mr show it's built better. It's clever. There's a lot more. And plus, if you like it, you're talking about modern sensibilities. They had a revival just called With Bob and David on Netflix. That was amazing. Uh, it's the same exact people in it. Same cast, same writers. And that's only a few years old. So it's modern, baby. I'd like a brief rebut, please. You can you can rebut. Um, <laughs> I agree with a lot of what Jeff said. However... This is the sketch comedy showdown. And I think if you're looking at comedy, Mr. Show, it may be a better built show. It may be better written. Uh, it's a great concept and, and the way it's laid out is really smart. But I don't think it's as funny as okay. I think you should leave. I don't think you're going to get the belly laughs. Mm, I'll remember that argument when I'm defending <laughs> Human Giant against Upright Citizen Brigade. Very similar show structures. Well, Jim... I think we're going to ask after you tell us who won, if right. you were talked into both shows, right. you might like one of them and not be talking to the other. Right. So let's find out. Seed one. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson versus seed eight. Mr. Show with Bob and David. Who moves on to the semifinals? Jimmy. I think you should leave. That's, that's <sighs> not right. This I mean, was not a good answer. It, it was actually the heart. It was very hard. Um, I guess you guys can ask me the question if I was talked into either of them. Did I talk you into, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yes. Did I talk you into Mr. Show with Bob and David? Yes. Yay, we did. (laughs) (laughs) They are both very good. Um, I think you should leave should not have won. I think it's too simple and too easy. Mr. Show with Bob and David is interesting, but not that funny. I respect it, but I don't think I laughed out loud once. (sighs) With Mr. Show. You didn't laugh out loud once? No, I don't think oh, so. Not in these two episodes. Um, with Mr. Show, I think it's it's very clever. And uh, obviously, a lot of the humor is very meta. It goes weird places. 
um, like you're talking about, it does have a lot of that Simpsons early Conan sensibility. Yeah, it's that like 90s heady right. woke comedy. It, it's very funny. And the things that they were doing was very, I, I will just say revolutionary. It was very strong, especially in that time. I think they were definitely pioneers in that comedy. Oh, it's the first time I ever saw anything like that. Yeah. When I was like 13. It was just really good. But I do have to agree, Dan, with Dan, that um, I think you should leave. Gave me more of the belly laughs. And um, it, it just kind of came down to I thought I think you should leave was funnier, but I do think that Mr. Show was more clever. This goes back to our draft video. I'm just going to have to say I'm correct because I'm not even <laughs> mad. Like I was watching. I think you should leave and laugh my ass off the yeah. entire episode. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely very it was very hard. I think a lot of these are going to come down to just Jimmy's sensibilities and just sort yes. of a gut reaction as to what he liked better. It definitely is. I'm going to yeah. take this moment. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, you son of a bitch. What I'm doing now is on our sketch comedy showdown board, which you can see on our Patreon um, where we drafted. I'm moving. I think you should leave into the semifinals as the round one winner. As crooked as possible. Eh. You didn't even attempt. You just <laughs> threw it on there and hoped it stuck. Good enough. <laughs> that sucks oh so what boy. we what we realized after we did the whole setup all the planning we recorded the first halves of all the episodes dan and i were like wait a second there's a very good possibility he's gonna be running against yeah himself. like if if you win round two it'll be two of your shows yeah so we'll get there if it happens we we kind of have a plan but yes and i forgot that plan. we are very yes. stupid but um since we're talking about round two, yeah, do we want to get into what we're going to be talking ourselves or talking me into for yes. this episode? Next yeah. week, Dan, the mm -hmm. current winner incumbent of round one. Yeah, with my uh or where were we? I forget where I went. Round two. Round yeah. two. I, go, right I drafted wow. Upright Citizens Brigade. Now I was guy. trying to remember which pick I had. Okay. It was the third pick in the picks. draft, I think. Yes. Uh, UCB actually no second historically important sketch comedy group out of New York they own theaters across the country they've trained many of the comedians that you know and love today I'm gonna have you watch some stuff from their 2000s comedy central TV series and uh, yeah we're gonna have some fun with UCB versus human giant a uh, little known sketch comedy show from 2007 to 2008 on MTV uh, starring some people that you are probably familiar with if you like comedy. We'll get more into it next week. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can you find Talk Me Into on the internet? You can find Talk Me Into at Talk Me Into at Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com, where you can be telling us what your draft picks are. You can be saying uh, what you think you should have won or what you think the winner is going to be. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time in August. Dan, where can people find you personally on the web? You can find me on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown. And that's it right now, Jeff. <laughs> where can people find you? Find me on Instagram at Magic the Clippening, I guess. I don't know if you like gross fingernails or magic hearts. Or if you hate either of those, it's a good follow. Jimmy, where can people find you online? You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N E V A F I T C H, on Twitter. 
Instagram and YouTube. And you can also find me posting on our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk me into where we're posting a lot of cool stuff. You can see our draft video on there. It's very fun. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to talk me into what will we talk you into next? Human giant. UCB. Good one, Dan. Good rebuttal. Good comeback. <laughs> good quip. I went the easy route, and he went the even easier route. There you are. Who won round one? We, I, do you want to read the YouTube comments too, or you want to skip those? Do we have a YouTube comment? We can do. We, we have two. We're yeah. recording three first parts. Two? Yeah, I just meant I wasn't going to do it for this one. Sure, I'll I'll talk. I'll introduce. We also have there. one more international too. Yeah. All right. <coughs> are we recording? We are recording, Jeffrey. I don't really want to give Netflix any more money. I would honest. give you my login information, but I have like twenty people using it right That's now. That's fine. Worst comes to worst, I can go with my mom's. Who's gonna bring us in? Should it be Jimmy? Should it be Dan? Who's going to bring us in? Mm, I feel like it should be Jimmy. Me. Okay. I was going to say me because I'll start right in with I think you should leave. Sure. Let's do that. <clears throat> or do you want... Jimmy, bring us in. Briefly describe it and then we'll go to Dan. Describe the format, I guess, because this is our first episode. Wow, this arm's extended. If you move that to the front of the table, you'd be like right on the money. It's fine. <laughs> Please write an autobiography titled It's Fine. It's fine. The Jimmy Fitch story. <clears throat> what is the first round that we're doing? It's, I think you. If only leave. we had a board that has everything on it. Oh. You dumb bastard. I have a perfect memory, though, so I won't even need to refer to this once. <laughs> I think you should leave now with Tim Robinson versus Mr. Not Show. now, though. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Ready when you <clears throat> fellows are? <clears throat> I was born in the darkness to be ready. You simply abducted the darkness. You're dying. Whatever you're eating f***ing reeks. Oh, it's a sandwich. <laughs> Just smells like dirty feet. Yeah, it tastes like it, too. Eat it on the show, Jeff. We all love that. My name's Dan, and I eat on the show. Okay. This looks like a menu. Like a <laughs> I thought it was like a diorama. <laughs> all right, I'll start it. <clears throat>